what if Mega Man X played a little bit different every time and had two player? Today on. So today is just the two of us, Jake and myself, and we are here to talk about 30XX, maybe with a little 20XX, and uh, it's basically Mega Man X with some roguelite smeared all over it. Oh, this game's a blast. Like, I liked 20XX when that came out a number of years ago, but 30XX is a really, it feels like a really polished experience. Yeah, well... <laughs> Yes and no. No, it's still okay. early access, so we gotta give it that. We gotta give it the uh, the the honesty there. Okay. It does have some bugs and glitches, particularly. I don't know how many you've run into playing. Okay, let's let's preface this. You've mostly played single player. Yeah. Well, we should start who who actually makes this game and where it comes from, just because I, yeah, I don't know if people do have that. actually heard of this game. It's. I feel like this is a game that more people should know about. Right. Especially because. There's a huge fan base for Mega Man and oh, yeah. a huge gaping hole of Mega Man games not existing anymore. Yeah. At least currently, you know. Well, they, the guy tried with uh, Muddy Number 9. That went well, right? <laughs> he, from what I understand, he didn't try very well, but uh, <laughs> I've not played the game personally. Yeah. Right. So this is a guy that, do you remember his name? Do you know his name offhand or no? I am checking my memory palace right now. <laughs> I know that 20XX was a, a Kickstarter game about, I think, 2015, I think it was. And uh, this is the sequel the result of that game, I guess. So this is made by Battery Staple Games. Right. Which I guess that would explain why I didn't remember the name, which, <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> it's an odd name, but it's a good yeah. name. I'll probably remember it going forward now. Yeah. Well, indie, indie studio too, right? Or indie guy. I think it might just be the one person operation, unless that's changed. Quite possibly. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. The idea is basically just take Mega Man X and randomize it, right? Right. And uh, I, I would say it does a good job of randomizing things. It's definitely it, 30XX more so than 20XX because... I've played a number of hours of 20XX with my son. Right. And I've played a number of hours on 30XX with a friend of mine. And they are very different experiences, even though they're both very much the same concept. Well, I thought 20XX was supposed to be more like the classic Mega Man style, I guess. And, 20, and 30XX is like Mega Man X, right? Um, no, they're both Mega Man X. I would, I think, anyway, because really? they have the dash and the, you know, the analogous Mega Man X character and Zero character. Right, yeah. It, it's It's got a lot of mechanics that pull straight from Mega Man X. And I mean, to be fair, Mega Man X pulled a lot of mechanics from Mega Man, so sometimes the, the, the right. line gets a little hazy. But... It's all the same franchise, right? So, well, yeah. you know what it comes down to is, like, I'm not... Like, I'm, of course, familiar with Mega Man. We've talked about on past episodes. Mega Man X, I have almost no experience with. I've played maybe 30, 45 minutes, uh, bits and pieces, but I can never quite get into Mega Man X. So it's, it's, it's bizarre because I love 30XX, but I never played the game that's based off of. Yeah, see, I have the whole Mega Man X franchise on PS2 back there behind me, <laughs> as well as, right. you know, a couple other uh, various entries across a couple other platforms. So right. I love me some Mega Man X. So do we want to jump into, this is still early development. It's yeah. what, version 0.24 or something like that? Yeah, it came out, was it either end of last year or beginning of this year? Um, when I first picked it up, because I, I love 20XX, and the idea of something more expandable on that just totally hit all the, the checkboxes for me. So I picked it up, and at the time of early access, there was like three bosses in it. Now I want to say there's six, I think, now? There's seven. Seven, okay. So he's got to be almost done with development, but definitely still early access. And uh, I don't know, like it's it's changed quite a bit over the last couple times I've I've kind of checked in on the game. 
I've only been playing for about three weeks, so it's not had time to change the the first yeah. patch that's going to change it for me will be next week. Well, so I usually dive in rage quit after half an hour, <laughs> then I'm good for like several weeks. So you, I think you said you played for like nine or ten hours. I just checked Steam. I'm at uh, five <laughs> after today. So that's oh, just wow. my, where I'm at with it. So you definitely played more than I have. But it's um, we found we we played a little bit before the podcast. I mostly played single player. You mostly playing co op. But we also found, I guess, funny enough that I've been playing the there's two modes: a standard mode and a mega mode. Do you want to break down the difference between those two modes? Yeah. So mega mode is actually, from what I've read, so I'm I'm sure this is about what it is, a standard pre-designed level that comes in. No, it each each level is pre-designed. I'm guessing, and then you get a stage select like you do with Mega Man. The levels don't generate uniquely every game, but it's randomized for that that game when you start it up. So when I start up a game in Mega Mode, yeah, I guess it predetermines those random levels, and then that's the level you have from what I remember. Okay. Um, so if I go back into like the the Owl stage, for example, it's the same stage I've had, but my if I start a new Mega Mode, it'll be a randomized game at that point. Unlike the regular single player game that you've been, or standard mode you've been playing, where it's just random every freaking time. Yeah. So standard mode, you don't get to pick the order of the enemies you you of the, of the stages. It literally just throws the order at you. Right. You can unlock the ability or the option rather to choose from multiple boss multiple stages to go to after the one you're on. Okay. But that requires playing through a bunch getting Potentia and Memoria, the two currencies, and spending those to be able to do that. Right, so in standard mode, then it's like a series of bosses, or levels, one after the other, and you upgrade as you go. Correct. Right, okay. And so it's it's just a different run every time, which is more in line of the likes of stuff like Undermine, Binding of Isaac, you know, yeah. all sorts of stuff like that, except it's done like Mega Man instead of, like, zelda dungeon crawler so it's it's a really cool idea i love the concept and honestly i love the gameplay for being early access it's really polished yeah, in a the, lot of ways the controls are extremely tight right like this is up there with cyber shadow Absolutely. messenger in terms of how the controls feel very precise and in co-op for for being early access the co-op for the bugs it does have it doesn't seem to run into many issues of screwing over a player because of lag. Yeah. I have not yet seen that. Like you and I just played a little bit earlier, and I guess the only bug I noticed is that in the lobby area, I couldn't see your character. But then once we started up playing the yeah. game, you were there and it was fine. And I don't think there's lag at all the entire time we played. All deaths were my own, <laughs> or any lava jumps were my own. <laughs> I don't feel like I was at disadvantage with lag at all. Yeah, however they did the netcode, it's very stable yeah. and it lets the player just play. The nice yeah. thing is I think the games get ever so slightly out of sync and if you kill an enemy, as long as it doesn't touch you, it doesn't matter what it does to the other player, it doesn't affect your side, you don't get hurt. Right. You know. Okay. So, if it doesn't touch you, it dies, it's gone. Period. So I think that's how it's handled is it's more like whatever your client sees is what affects you. Whatever the other player's client sees is what affects them. And it okay. syncs up the data as far as mobs and everything constantly. So that's why you'll see um, in two player mode, sometimes you'll be on the same platform as the other player and you'll see the other player flowing ever so slightly behind it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I guess so, but it, it still looked, I mean, again, early access, but even if we, even if this was released today, the co-op mode is polished enough where I would be happy with it. I mean, just the fact that we're playing a Mega Man game in co-op is kind of mind-blowing to me. I don't, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't <laughs> think there's any Mega Man X games that had co-op. I don't believe so. Yeah. And it's like a gameplay, <laughs> like when you think of playing Mega Man with a friend on the same screen at the same time you're probably thinking it's chaotic. And it is. It's definitely it chaotic. Is, it is a little chaotic. Yeah, but it's totally um, fun. It's a blast. Yeah, so there's something I want to note. There's, in 20XX, there's, there's two characters you can play as in both games. There's Nina, which is 
again, Mega Man X, and there's Ace, who is zero. Right. And you can choose from either character, and they play wildly different. Oh, yeah. They get different power-ups. Sometimes they get different upgrades. There are two different things. There's cores and augments. Cores are armor upgrades, like what you see in Mega Man X, where you get like the dash or the stuff like that. You know, boots, arms, chest, helmet. Augments are buffs and deb- uh, buffs and debuffs for your character that affect stats and sometimes gameplay elements. Right. So, at least in 30XX, the cores require energy. In 20XX, I believe the cores you could only have one per slot. Yeah. Then this is a little more freeform, right? The more powerful <laughs> upgrades need more energy points to equip them. So that's kind of interesting how they do that way. And it's neat. So in standard mode, I guess you only have that for your run. And after your run is done, they're gone. But in the mega mode, you actually keep that kind of stuff and you can swap between them. And you, that's why I like it. You can kind of customize your build as you go, pick and choose from the stuff you've unlocked up to that point. That's what, that's kind of why I like it. That's pretty interesting. So again, yeah, we were talking about how you've played mega and I've played standard. Oh, I was, I was going to mention the fact that if you play the same character in 20XX, it actually makes one of you blue and one of you red, regardless of which character right. you are. Whereas in 30XX, it, Nina is always blue and Ace is always red, we found out. So yeah. that, that gets a little confusing. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they implement the, the palette swap for two-player yeah. before the game goes full release. But that's a minor issue. It's, it's yeah. basically a non-issue for the most part. And like I said, early access game, that's kind of stuff you figure they would fix later on. Like, I'm still amazed at how many bosses are implemented into the game at this point. (laughs) But uh, it's it's definitely a ton of fun. The only bug I've I've found a couple of bugs in multiplayer. Uh, One of them was we went and did a daily challenge and player two got stuck with a debuff from the daily challenge in standard play. Oh, really? (laughs) <laughs> and so we both ended up closing the game out entirely to make sure it went away because oh, it stuck around for like two or three runs before we figured out what the hell was happening and causing him to die over and over and over for no reason. <laughs> Every 10 seconds, he was losing a tick of health. It was a problem. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> weird. I know. See, I've had, you know, I've had nothing like that. But now I wonder because I'm not as experienced with the game. You probably played more. I've got 12 hours on it right now. Yeah. So if I had a debuff like that. I'd probably notice because you're losing health, but if it was like a lower attack damage or something, I probably would have not have noticed because some of that kind of stuff is, I guess, buried unless you start looking at the stats on the menu screen. Whereas I'm just kind of used yeah. to just trying to power through the levels regardless of what the upgrades are. There's definitely some uh, item overlap that may not work as intended yet in multiplayer. Right. But again, that's, you know, it's an early access game. I'm letting that slide. That I don't count as a bug. I think that's just oversight or unfinished as yet. No like big balance deal. issues. Yeah. Like there's some you can get yeah. uh, subgrades you get doubles of, for example. So you still have to use energy to equip them. But if it's a certain stat you really like and you have two of the same upgrade, you can kind of use both at the same time. So that's like balanced things, really. And something I'm sure it'll fix. Yeah. Uh, we can mention the level generation because like this is a procedurally generated level. So it's using chunks of levels yes. to stitch together. That was actually something I was wondering about. So in standard mode, the levels start off pretty easy. And by the time you hit level seven, it's just a nightmare, particularly if you end up with a level you hate as level seven. Um, There's the cyber world level. I can't remember the boss of that one. The the mid boss is a snake. Yes. Yeah. I had had a problem with that level. That's what it was. The host. I hate the host. (laughs) He just floats around in his chair with his TV head and shooting PlayStation buttons at you. It's terrible. Yeah, he but, throws uh, like three orbiting objects on the screen. And then the, then when he starts flying at you, it's hard to dodge his ass. Yeah, I, I died twice to him. I was kind of upset with him. He's a pain in the ass. So in standard mode, the bosses get progressively harder as you go as well, not just the levels. So, right. you know, the first boss you fight is generally going to be a cakewalk unless the level kind of screwed you in the in the beginning for some reason which it can with random generation but it's unusual yeah by level seven there are certain bosses you don't want to be your level seven boss because you're gonna have a bad time right 
well because it upgrades the, how their abilities work and how their attacks and damages work and all that kind of stuff right it scales yeah yeah and then the levels just they get crazy out of hand particularly in two-player because they're just throwing enemies at you in two-player yeah and the level generation gets crazy i've seen parts where we lose half a health bar trying to pass one part of a stage yeah. and it sucks and when you've got 30 pips of health and you lose 15 of them trying to get through one segment it's it can be frustrating yeah i don't know how mega mode does it differently because the one thing i thought it did differently was that you can um increase the difficulty uh using the one kiosk in the lobby and it gives you more rewards for playing but it ups the difficulty right more damage you take less health that kind of thing but then you mentioned they have that yeah. as well in the runs in this in standard mode so yes. i don't know how they do it differently balance wise uh, I know that each, like you're faced with, you get a one room with very reminiscent of Mega Man's boss rush rooms, right? The, the pads with the boss for each thing. So it's that mm -hmm. one status single screen room. Uh, you can go to any boss right from the beginning, right from the get go. I think there's modifiers on each of them from the start, but I don't think it matters which boss you pick. I think they're all the same level of difficulty, but I could be wrong. I'm not sure how they scale it. Um, you definitely get more powerful as you go. There's got to be some kind of mechanic to, to, balance that but to be honest i don't get that far because i suck at these games <laughs> so like the only i've only killed two of the bosses so I've, I've done there's one it's the um the owl boss and we did him earlier too and Hood he's Omega. pretty straightforward yeah hood omega and he's actually quite easy as a boss it's interesting because there's like an obstacle course as you have to chase after him uh dodging his, his attacks and and it, doing it's actually in the video you could see it right now we're doing the mid right. part of the level and it's an obstacle course just to get to that yeah like the, the whole level is like a, a, a lesson in platforming. So he's not too bad to beat. Yeah. So I, I was able to beat him on my own, no problem. And then the second boss, I just beat tonight for the first time because um, he's new to me. It's the gorilla boss and there's a temple level. And uh, he was not that bad. Like he's, he's difficult, but he does the, he has a pattern that is easy for me to pick up, right? There's a section where he does three fireballs straight ahead, then up at an angle and then back straight ahead. So if you just jump over behind him, you can get some cheap shots in. So I was able to take him down tonight, yeah. no problem. But dude, everything else, boss wise, is just brutal. <laughs> the game, the game is very difficult. <laughs> and again, that's I think true to Mega Man X, which is also for me anyway a very difficult game. Because like unlike Mega Man, there's no, there's no rock paper scissors, you know, items that would do extra damage to these bosses. It's you get power ups a la Mega Man, but I think it's the same damage no matter what. There's no weaknesses as far as I can tell. I don't know if that's the case or not. It might be the case with uh, the Zero character, Ace. His power attacks don't seem to do all that much damage. I mostly disregard them, honestly. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, so does my friend. He plays as Nina, I play as Ace. And he kind of disregards the powers, too. We're just like, power is out the window. We're just all about buffing attack power <laughs> and HP. Never mind yeah. energy. Never mind special power-ups. Energy. Yeah. HP and attack power. That's it. Like and we just decimate everything. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of fun if you've got someone to play this with. If you just take two hours to play with a friend, oh my goodness, you're going to have a hell of a time. And it's, it's going to be a blast. One of you might be carrying the other a lot, but it, it'll, it'll even out over time. <laughs> yeah it's a lot more fun than i expected like again thinking the idea of playing Mega Man co-op is kind of mind-blowing right you're just thinking that just can't work that'd be too crazy but totally works it's chaotic but it's a chaotic mess but it's it's really fun because you get an interesting dynamic like you mentioned you play with your friends so you can have one person who kind of just explores the level looking for the secrets we can talk about that in a bit or the shops and whatnot well the other player just kind of goes power on powers on ahead and then when you're ready, there's a teleport button to teleport to their player. So you have one player dedicated to exploring, and then once they've explored, catch up to the lead player. That's a neat teamwork to take down a Mega Man level, which I think is a really good idea. Yeah. it's So that actually is not a feature when you're doing the daily and weekly run we learned last night. Oh, really? But if you're doing a standard run, yeah, you can teleport to each other. I don't know if it, if it exists in Mega Mode. I can't see why it wouldn't, but... I just don't want to confuse people there on that one. Right. So I've only beaten a handful of bosses in Mega Mode, but you've actually beaten Standard Mode, you said, several times, right? Yeah, probably two or three times now. Twice last night. 
So how what happens? So we... Does it doesn't doesn't loop it into the bosses again or just ends? No, it literally just ends. There's no fanfare or anything. <laughs> okay. You beat level seven, and you know when you die and you get well, actually you don't because you haven't played standard. But or, <laughs> when you die, it runs through this whole thing of your score, all the power ups you've received, how many enemies you've killed, or oh, how yeah, much you damage you've dealt, how yeah. much ammo you've received, all that stuff, and then you get a little note of like. It usually picks on you. Right. <laughs> At the end, if you beat it, you just get that screen again. It counts all that stuff. And then the note is like, wow, you did it. What the heck? We wow. need to make this harder. <laughs> <laughs> no, in Mega Mode, you still get that stat screen, but then it warps you back to the lobby and you can kind of just try again, I guess. Oh, okay. Or as what I do, uninstall and just pretend I don't know the game for another month. Because <laughs> it's, it's damn hard. You'd mentioned powers, not using powers. I think you're right there. Because there's no weaknesses to bosses, or at least nothing that seems like there is, they're mostly for utility, right? Like, uh, so Ace has that rope grapple thing, which because he's normally a melee character, that lets you kind of get in close to enemies and it's good for travel. Uh, it actually reminds me a lot of, uh, was it the messenger with the rope dart? It's, it's very reminiscent Oh, yeah. So the other one he gets is the... Uh, the Dragon Punch, the uppercut, right? Very Street Fighter-like. Which and it's great for you travel. You can actually use... As, yeah, you can use it as an additional yeah. jump. Yeah, and that's what great. I was using you it for. You can use it mid-air. So if you've got... And that's a thing that's fun in this game is once you've piled on all the traversal, yeah. you can get, like, fly for one second, you can get double jump, you can get mid-air dash in four directions, you can get the Dragon Punch. So by the time I'm at the end of most runs... Zero is just flying everywhere. He's just, I'm to the moon, and my buddy's like, come back. Well, that's, what, that's why I thought it was weird you didn't play Mega Mode, because Mega Mode, you kind of build a build, customize your character how you want, and then you're, you're like that. So when I was going to play multiplayer with you, I thought, oh, I have my character built up, but I can keep up. <laughs> and he even said when I joined, oh, you have so much health. Like, yeah, because I spent many, many failed runs building up currency to build up my life. But then when you play, <laughs> when you play Standard Mode, you lose all of that, which is... It's still roguelike, it's just a different take on it. It's inter interesting. We might have to try Mega Mode next time we play, because we we looked at it last night. We were almost going to play it. And we were like, oh, that sounds boring. And we just kept going standard. <laughs> well, I mean, you can always jack up the, the modifiers to make it more difficult. But then, I mean, if you're, if you're, playing, if you're playing through standard and, and you're like it that way, that's fine too. I mean, that's the good thing with this game is you have different options to playing the two modes. Right? Yeah, it's... It's great that they have the accessibility of Mega Mode, just yeah. letting you take the game in as it is, more like a Mega Man game. And yeah. given the amount of troubles you've had, I'm guessing they scaled it appropriately to where yeah. it's not just a cakewalk for every level. It sounds like every level is probably balanced around middle or at least starts easy and scales up to hard by the end of it. I don't know how they yeah. did it, but it, it sounds like they managed it well there's there's one level oh, what's the boss for that one i can't remember the boss for it but it's like a i feel like it's like a cathedral style level but it focuses heavily on the uh, three colored platforms and and triggers right or yeah the there's the one where it's three colors of platforms and you jump on the red platform it disappears and triggers a blue platform jump off the blue one triggers the green and you be very careful with your jumps on these multicolored platforms that disappear when you jump the first time I had to do that level, it threw one of the most brutal arrangement of platform jumping right at the beginning. And this is early on in early access. Maybe they changed how they do the generation of levels, but early on it was a it was just salt throwing. <laughs> like it was just terrible. Um, so sometimes you run into that, right? The pattern of the level generation is really harsh early on. And then sometimes as a cakewalk where it's like the the rooms that you expect to be difficult don't don't just don't show up. And that's okay. But it's definitely procedural. But there's definitely parts that are familiar, right? Like when we were playing earlier, there's a section with wind and you're falling down a long vertical uh, drop. That seems to be in every version of that level that's generated. Yes. But just the layout is a little bit different. Like, I guess it reminds me of like Diablo 3, right? You know, Diablo 3 levels are almost, a lot of them are the very same structure kind of, but the elements that make up that structure is a little bit randomized. Yeah, I I think that's good. It's... <laughs> we've talked about chasm and how it kind of does that where the whole world has a base shape to it but right. it still generates randomly it's kind of like that 
but on a much smaller scale because it's by level instead of an entire game map, you know? Right. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely got a lot of snags. The The level variation is actually pretty good. I'm impressed yeah. that the levels don't feel samey. That was an issue with 20XX for me, is a lot of the levels felt the same. It was, yeah. it, in that game, it was really, the only difference was color palette of the area, the background, and, you know, some might have had a few more spikes than others, or a very specific sort of enemy set that you wouldn't see on other yeah. bosses' levels. But for the most part, it was the same level, different boss. That's how the, the first game felt to me. Whereas this, each level does feel different. Despite yeah. the random generation, you know, it, <laughs> it's nice that the parts seem to fit only for certain levels and yep. not get used in all of them and make it feel watered down. Something of note in 30XX is you can actually edit levels or chunks of levels and upload them. And you can, once you've beaten the game once, in standard at least, you can turn that on to where you can play with community-built chunks. Okay, so yeah. yeah. So and I knew it had an editor, but I haven't even, haven't even looked at it. So it you, does let you then expand the game with community stuff in your standard mode runs. Okay, that's actually awesome to hear, actually, because I'm all about the modding, modding stuff. And something like that is, it seems like it's very easy for someone to hop in, make us a, a chunk of a level, and knowing that that can be added to the pool is, is freaking awesome. Yeah, so it's, it's nice that you can turn that on and off. Maybe yeah. we'll try that soon, because <laughs> we've, we've kind of exhausted the game as it is so far, just <laughs> playing through three sessions of about three, four hours each. Right. And that's not to say we're bored of the game at all. We've just kind of seen everything the game can throw at us. And so yeah. we're getting, it's, a run is getting faster and faster for us. I think last night we did the daily in about 56 minutes. Really? Wow. We did a standard run in like 45. And 56 minutes is not fast by any means. It, the fact that we beat it on the daily, there were not many people who beat the daily in co-op. Um, we were, we tied for fifth because, you know, one team ties for first, one team ties for third, one team ties for fifth, and so on. So is it the same ladder then for the, the challenges? Is there like is there like a leaderboard or a challenge? Like a score list or whatever? Yeah, there's actually a leaderboard. There's a little statue in the, uh, the lobby that you saw today that you okay. can go up and look at and see what the scores are for. You can check various dates and everything. I don't know how, back, how far back it goes, but I know you can see previous days and weeks. Okay, so but it's the same ladder for co-op and single player. It's not the same ladder. Okay. But I think you can only do one. And okay. it distinguishes between solo and co-op. Got it. So, you know, the ladders are first thing you do is you go in and you choose solo or co-op and then you choose daily or weekly to see the leaderboards. Right. Okay. Doing the daily did not seem worth it. We got way fewer rewards doing the daily than we do just playing the standard game. I don't know if that's on purpose, by design, whatever. As of right now, it felt kind of not worth doing because we're still trying to get the goodies from the shop. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's still a lot of fun. The daily and weekly throw a lot of debuffs at you, too which makes the run even harder, which is why I was a little confused as to why we weren't seeing more rewards. Right. But maybe we were just not playing fast enough to get the rewards. Because like I said, you know, the, the other players all beat it. The other two teams we saw beat it, did it in about 30 to 36 minutes and ours was 56 minutes. So we were way behind. And then if you look at the solo leaderboards, they're like the fastest was 26 something. Now I will say, there, the, the game does seem a lot easier in single player. So if you're good at Mega Man X, at least at the beginning, I played four levels of solo today for the first time. And you beat the bosses? <laughs> it, it just, it felt like a cakewalk in standard. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I didn't play <laughs> Mega Mode, so I don't know what the difference is there. Maybe I'll have to give that a shot on my own and see what it's like, just to see if it's harder or not. You that way, to, when this episode releases, <laughs> I can talk about it in, in the Discord, too. Yeah, because if you if you're if you're mowing through the levels like that, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be disappointed because I know I'm not good at these <laughs> games, but Jesus Christ, I swear it's hard. Yeah, I was I was excited to play two player with you to so you could experience it. 
<laughs> I was sad to be shutting down my run because I was having a great run. I was so happy. And I was like, oh, man, this is one of the best runs I've ever seen. And I got to shut it off. <laughs> so eh, it is what it is. It's, a, it's the life of a roguelike gamer. But go, going back to rewards. So you said the rewards were not as good in the dailies. There's nothing that carries four, though, right? Everything is start from scratch, I thought, in standard mode. Pot pot Potentia and Memoria. And okay. those are used to purchase various upgrades. You can start with more core points. You can start with more hit points. You can start with more energy. So okay. There's, there's like 10 or 12 upgrades that you can purchase using Memoria and Potentia. Okay. Don't get turned away by the game when you first start playing and you see a lot of stuff is unlocked by Potentia only. After the Potentia, most of them go to Memoria, and you do get a lot more Memoria than Potentia when playing through. So Okay. So there is, there is an upgrade path for playing the game over and over again. Okay. Right. Got it. And one of the upgrades is probably about 400 Memoria. After I unlocked what? the uh, the first, I unlocked the first tier of it for like ten or fifteen memoria or yeah. potentia, and then it was like here four hundred memoria for the next upgrade. I was like, well, shit. <laughs> well, like, how much do you get from a a, a run? Well, how, okay, how much do you get in a single stage run? You get like peanuts, right? Like one or two. It depends on your pacing. When I was playing earlier in solo, I was seeing three to five memoria every time I got memoria. I was okay. just zooming through the game. So when you're going, and I was seeing up to three potentia when it would drop, which was, I've never seen that. I've seen maybe two when playing two player and okay. usually one. So that for potentia is the triangles, right? Potentia is the big triangles at the end. Yeah. Potentia looks like ice cream cones. Right. <laughs> and then memoria is the blue cubes. So in mega mode, when you beat a stage, usually you just get the one, unless you have any modifiers turned on to make it harder. So maybe that's where the pacing mm. is on that one then. Okay. But uh, it's it's definitely really well thought out for a lot of these things. Yeah. We were so disappointed when we were looking at the potential, like, we're not getting much of this. How are we going to buy these when they're next year? And then I bought one and it was Memoria. We were like, oh! Thank goodness we have something to spend Memoria on now because we had already yeah. maxed out energy and HP with Memoria and couldn't buy anything more with it. Right. <laughs> so once we bought something with Memoria and saw that, all of a sudden we were happy and excited again to keep playing more. We were almost like, oh no, I don't know if this is going to last us a lot more sessions. Well, and so honestly, we're still finding new, finding new stuff 10, 12 hours in that we haven't seen. And it's the same patch. We haven't been patched to a new version yet. Right. So the fact that we're still finding new things that that deep in the game is pretty cool. Well, so that's what I want to know. I was going to ask about because there, I get the impression there's a lot of powers in the game. Do you ever encounter a lot of the same ones on repeat or are you still finding a lot of new powers as you've played after so many hours? Um, so the big thing that we are finding more sparingly is the replacement weapons. So as Zero, you start with or as Ace, <laughs> same character, it's you zero. start uh, with a sword, just right. like Zero would, right? But you can unlock the spear, you can unlock the fist, there's the little, I don't know, you shoot little diamond gem things, it sucks, I hate it. No, that's the uh, one I use. I like that one. Cause, so I in hate Mega that one, why do you like okay, it? Okay, so a couple <laughs> reasons. So in Mega Mode, that ice crystal thing, it's just the three crystals, does the same damage as the fist or the sword. It's the same damn damage. I think the only difference is in the speed of the weapon. I don't know if that's just Mega Mode or if that's just the way the game is done. So the damage is the same as Zero's sword or Ace's sword, but it's range. I mean, it's not like the other the other lady character. It's short. It's like yeah, a shotgun it's... range, but it's it's long enough that's not quite the sword because the fist is freaking useless. It's like a punch. And you'd be right in the face of an enemy to use it. But the crystal thing, I think, yeah, is fantastic. The other reason is it's um, three shots, one high, one mid, one low, a little bit. And it's yeah. enough, because you can't duck in this game. Much like Cyber Shadow, there's no freaking Cyber Knees on these robots you play as. So that lets you hit a few enemies a couple shots. So I find it incredibly useful. Like, <laughs> like we were playing before the recording, I was frustrated having to use the sword, because I didn't use the sword on him for forever. <laughs> I'm used to the, the, uh, the shot. 
which I find is interesting. I don't know. Maybe I should try uh, Nina instead because she's all about the range. Yeah, but I saw the uh, for the first time this week, I saw basically a giant hammer. It's called Lara's hammer. I don't know if that's a reference to anything, but it's just this giant hammer. And the arc is huge. Like it goes up twice as tall as your character, right? Oh, wow. And and it swings all the way from almost all the way behind to straight out in front. So it's got a huge damage range. Um, it swings slower than the sword, but it, do, it does the same amount of damage per hit. Okay. So it's, again, it's a trade-off. Like, what do you want? Reach or speed of attack? And I'm generally a speed of attack guy, but there's places where that's useful. Is it too slow to be practical against bosses, though? Yes. It seems unwieldy. It is, yeah. It's too okay. slow. To, it, there was one boss that I was using it on yesterday, and that's because of the alternate attack it has. So, again, I can't speak to Nina's play, but Ace's play, his weapons have alternate attacks, where instead of just swinging your sword or stabbing with your spear, you can throw the sword like a shuriken and it right. spins out in front of you and comes back. Uh, the spear he can throw, it sticks in a wall. You can use it as platforming. Oh, really? Which is super cool. I love that. Yes. Huh. Spear is my favorite. And it's also yeah. a fast attack. It's just, it doesn't have the arc. Instead, it's just straight out in front of you with range. Right. The punch, I don't even remember what the sub weapon was for that. I was disappointed in that thing all around. What's the sub shot for the ice crystals? Um, I didn't think it ha- I didn't even know about the sub shots. <laughs> I thought they were all standalone. I guess you're talking about like upgrades for them later on then. No, it's literally you have it at least in standard mode. You have it from the outset. Like really? you can, it, it, on the video, if you're watching the video right now, you can see on the screen there, there's a sword slash next to the, the, the health bar. And right below the sword slash is a little circular shuriken looking thing. That's the sub weapon. And so that would throw out in front of him and boomerang back. I'd have to check then because I'm not sure. I'm trying to think now. Because in Mega Mode, I have the ice shot. I have the the yellow shot that you shoot above your head. I got that one. Uh, and then I have the, the the rope dart attack. I think it's the main ones I've got. And then I got, I got a couple other weapons like the stupid fist. But I haven't really looked at anything else <laughs> so far. I'm mostly in the other upgrades, like the, the stat upgrades at this point. Mm. But again, I'm not but killing the hammer, any of the bosses. <laughs> the, the hammer's sub-weapon, there's one boss that the boss room is like two rooms wide and four rooms tall. It's ridiculous. Right. I hate that guy. It's the one boss. Like, if you get that boss at level seven, it's, it, you're basically losing. <laughs> <laughs> In standard mode, if you get him at level seven, it's going to be a bad time. Yeah. But, uh... I was in a position to where I had very little uh, traversal. So I had to jump on the walls and just try and throw my hammer. And the hammer arcs way high and goes pretty far. So I was just hurling the hammer at him now and then while my buddy was shooting him as Nina and doing most of the damage. We lost because we didn't have a great run. But, I mean, having a bad run and still getting, like, dying to the boss of level seven is not too bad. Yeah, it, it feels like the game, like whether you have a few power ups or you have a bunch of them, it still feels fairly balanced, right? Like this is the kind of the reason I like this game so much is I can kind of come to it with an existing save or start a new save and still do well based on my skills, right? Black or there or whatever, yeah. right? Like the, the controls <laughs> feel well enough. It feels like playing a Mega Man game, and and you're like, you know what, brand new Mega Man game for me. I haven't played Mega Man six. I'm just gonna do Buster only because it's just accessible. And that's what this feels like for everything. Like the power-ups help for sure. There's definitely utility there. But I feel like even if you don't know the mechanics of all the sub-weapons and weapons, you can still do very well with the basic weapons if you needed to. Um, it just feels, yeah, and controls really well. Honestly, a lot of the power weapons are really good if you put the stats into upgrading how much your, how, how far your energy right. bar goes, how much your power weapons do in terms of damage. So you kind of usually end up leaning one way or the other. Either you're focused more on your powers or you're focused more on basic attacks because generally feeding one hinders the other. Not always, but probably with like good 30, 35, good third of the power-ups, 
suck something out of one to give to the other. Yeah, there's the uh, you're right, because I've seen a few that are like take le- uh, you get less health, but you get more damage or you get more health, but you, you do or your walk slower or something like that. There's definitely the stat payoffs, which is the interesting way of doing it. Yeah, well, and a lot of them are straight up just like, you know, you you'll get more energy, but you lose attack power or you'll get more attack power, but you're you lose power weapon power, you know? Yeah. So it's there's there's things that just steal from other stats more than. <laughs> just straight up upgrade and then there's actually other upgrades right now that you can unlock through the game that you can st- so basically you you sp- spend some of this currency to unlock other experimental cores okay. and upgrades where they have a bigger downside there's a bigger upside but also a bigger downside the problem with those that i've read about because i've not had the currency to unlock that yet is that the upgrades are somewhat nerfed to be more in line with the balance of this game however (laughs) the negative effects of these weapons are still very much copy and pasted from 20xx okay (laughs) so they hurt a lot yeah and from what i was seeing most people don't bother grabbing those when they see them when do you get those upgrades is it like it's a special currency for those ones well i need actually it's only 10 potentia for me to unlock the first one okay. i'm just afraid to spend the potentia on that instead of other stuff that i want more okay because i didn't know those were a thing that's interesting like i like i like the wider variety of upgrades and power-ups in the game right like you you're not going to see a lot of that early on but at least it gives you something to keep playing the game for to see and explore right even if they are very if they make a glass cannon, fine. But at least it's something interesting and, and ways to change up the style of gameplay. I really like this game. This game is this game is fantastic. Like I'm always leery. It's super. I'm always careful about fun. buying early access games, right? I don't want to ruin it. Either it's one, it's it's early access and it's bad because <laughs> it's early access. It's a beta, basically, or it's a game that I'm loving but it's not finished. And I know that if I get to the end of the early access version, I'll probably never finish the actual final product. Um, Dead Cells, I think is famous for me for that, where I played that in early access to death. I love it. And then when I finally released, I barely touched it. And I feel bad because they've changed that game so much. And it's much better than it was in early access. So I'm always kind of That's one I keep meaning to go back and play and just haven't since early access. Yeah. And like you said, they've changed a lot since I played. and. I kind of burned myself out on it in early access to in an unfinished state where yeah. I haven't wanted to go back. However, this game, it feels a lot more polished than a, a version 0.24 should. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I don't know if he's just, if Battery Staple is being particularly reserved in the numbering system they're using for getting the game out there. And you said, like, I think you're right. It has been out since uh either december or january so it's been out for yeah. a while now yeah. in september it's had a lot of development time post early release and so a lot of feedback coming in and it sounds like they update pretty frequently like monthly maybe well there's a counter on the on the the game when you log in the game it says next update is in four days 19 hours or something so it's definitely frequent. yeah yeah well so it's supposed to update next week just before i play with my buddy and when i bought it three and a half weeks ago it updated the day that we were gonna play or the night before or something so it got a massive update before we got to it and it's getting another update next week before we play again so we've had three sessions and it's going to be changed a different it's going to have another update before our fourth yeah, and I'll be curious to see how meaty the updates are, like how much is in there. Uh, like, I, I only skim at the the news page of it on the store once in a while, and the last time I saw it, I think it was last month, they added a bunch of new power-ups and stuff to the game. So, like, they're definitely feeding in stuff into the game constantly, which is, I mean, that's what you want. Like, when this finally comes out and it's in a final state, like, this is a game full of value. Like, it's, I think it's, what, yeah. 30 bucks? And thirty bucks, even in early it's access, not is, even, a, is a maybe amazing value. Canadian because I think it's twenty yeah. here. Okay, but it's not it's not an expensive game. Like for your dollar, you get so much gameplay out of this easily. Yeah, and 
honestly, um, if you grabbed it, it was free on Epic sometime last, 20XX was free on right. Epic sometime last year. If you happen to grab it and never tried it, give it a shot. If you think that's good, but you're not a fan of the graphics, yeah. you like the more polished looking pixel style of Super Nintendo PlayStation 2D platformers, you're going to like how this game looks. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is a $20 game in the U.S. The historical low is 17 bucks, expired a week ago. So it does go on sale from time to time. Not super deep, but it's not the most expensive game either. Yeah, for 20 bucks, like, I feel like there's some games where I'm spending 60 $70, and I don't get nearly as many hours out of it as I have of this game for 20 So that's always a good sign. Um, 20XX definitely... 20XX is the game where I like the idea a lot, but it wasn't implemented as far as I wanted it to go. Like, it definitely was the idea of a procedural mm-hmm. Mega Man game. Yes, it had that, but it didn't feel as, as meaty, didn't have as much content in it as I was hoping it would. 30XX takes everything in the original and just 10 times as much, right? More bosses, more tile sets, better graphics, more music, way more power-ups. Like, it's, it's 20XX completely on steroids and really well done. Something worth pointing out is sometimes mid-level, the background just changes, like the, the distant background. Oh, does it? In uh, the aerial level we did where you have the uh, drop down the, the tornado pit or whatever, the, the breezeway. Right. At the top, you see a big old building way off in the distance. By the time you're at the bottom, you're seeing a completely different background with another oh. bigger building up close. It's it's pretty cool how they did that in a way to yeah. where you don't really notice it happening, but the level doesn't feel stale at that point. Like you're yeah. you're constantly fed new directions and experiences in each level to where they don't get dull. You're gonna like you were saying earlier, you see a lot of the same sorts of stuff. Like there's always that breezeway, but it's it's nice that that breezeway always changes the background, and then you're right. in a different area, and you you know it. It's cool how they're using so many assets on a single stage. Yeah, and that's the thing with procedural games is they can get stale very easily, right? When when it's like it's nice to say that the tile set is different. Like I look at Mario Maker, which is not procedural, but Mario Maker always feels a little stale sometimes because it's a lot of the same backgrounds, right? Um, there's only a handful. This one has same backgrounds, but the tile sets are are expansive enough that they can do a lot with that to make things look, there's mm-hmm. like a, a wide variety of stuff. And unlike 20XX, like you said earlier, 20XX, different palettes, but it's a lot of the same, like blocks and platforming sections are all the same, regardless of what the, the palette is. This does not have that at yeah. all. It's much more varied in your gameplay. Like the clock tower level, uh, we were playing a little bit of, like there's these spiked wheels that are spinning around. They're only in that tile set. Other tile sets have other hazards that are completely different. And that's, really mm-hmm. fantastic to see like they do definitely play different like this reminds me a lot of um uh, have you ever played uh mega man maker it's an indie game basically basically marrow maker no, is made it for mega man it's actually really well done there's a couple streamers i've seen who who like to play that and uh, mess with the, the community levels it feels like that where just like here's the tools it's mega man you just do whatever you want level design wise and this, this feels like just the infinite mega man that I've always wanted to play. It's it's really great. This is a game that I would love to see streamer integration eventually to where your, you know, viewers can choose what the streamer gets from the upgrades and stuff like yeah. that. It's it seems like a great game for that sort of thing and I hope it gets to that point. Yeah. Dead Cells uh, does just, that, right? There's Dead Cells does that. Um yeah. there's a few games that do Streets of Rogue does that. Right. But there's only like seven or eight games that really make good use of streamer integration and i feel like this could be one of them especially since it is a fast-paced platformer if you like the idea of a roguelite but usually the gameplay is not for you and you like 2d platformers yeah this is like if you like Mega Man and you like the idea of the super metroid randomizer play this you're gonna love it <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is, right? Like it's just definitely that randomizer feel, but just that tight, solid gameplay throughout, right? Like I like to play games like Cyber Shadow. I like to spin it up once in a while every few months just to play it. But because I've beaten it, I never play it very long because I know what the levels look like. 
this the mm. gameplay is the gameplay i'm expecting it's tight it's fantastic and fun to play but at least there's a variety of levels and that doesn't get tired for me or at least at least it'll take a couple dozen hours before i get tired of i think of this type of game which is again total value for the cost of the game i would i really would love to see twitch integration on this or streamer yeah. integration on this um when it's particularly when it's finished because when it is finished or at least after i'm done playing with my buddy I will probably play more of this on stream. Yeah. It's it's that much fun. I've been wanting to play it on my own and don't because I don't want to play it without my friend. But I it's it's hard to not play. And even yeah. like I said earlier, I played once on single player and I made it through three or four levels and I was like, "Oh man, my buddy's going to be upset that I unlocked so much just from this one run that he doesn't have yet." And now I'm all sad that I'm going to be ahead of him. Yeah, but you know the thing too is what this game is. It's easy to pick up and play, but even if you die quickly, it's so fast just start another run, right? There's no downtime, right? If you just want to just that's why I kept playing it, right? Like I, I'm again not very good at it. I'm better at the level sections, but if I mow through the level and down the boss, oh well, spin it back up again and try again, and it's just no downtime. It's very quick to keep going from level to level, and I like that a lot. Uh, I definitely could see this on on Twitch or on YouTube for streamers with some integration because there's a few of the upgrades where you actually have to choose right between two different choices i think right yeah so you can recycle your upgrades rather than take them so let's say you come across an upgrade here's a good example you cores need core points to equip you start with eight um i think i start with nine or ten because i've upgraded that stat a right. little bit at the uh, currency store but and when I say currency, please don't think pay to win because it's no, not. You're, no. There's no microtransactions. None, none, none. Yeah, this is all in-game collected currency. So you're rewarded more based on how well you play. I now start. I start with like I said, like nine or ten. Now every core takes three, four, sometimes five core points to equip, and. Right. The only way to get more core points is to sacrifice some of the upgrades in exchange for something else. So you can buy an, uh, some, an ability called Recycle, which affects all future runs, period. It's one of the things you unlock. Right. You recycle, you might get, you know, you'll see the upgrade. You can either take the upgrade for what it is, or it might offer you nuts instead, or it might offer you max HP, max energy core points and it'll tell you how many so like every once in a while i'll see something and i'm like well i do not want that but i need four core points so boom now my core points are you know my max core points have gone up for and oh boy i could equip that thing i've been holding on to for a level and a half that i couldn't yet and i've been wanting to so it's it's really cool how the character builds come through in this game it definitely makes every play feel different despite seeing yeah. a lot of similar stuff just because you don't know what you're going to get. And, you know, sometimes the game hoses you and you get very little good stuff. And, you know, you've got like 25 core points and no cores. That, that's roguelikes, though, right? Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, it's it's so well done. It's it's so much fun to go through and experience a different run every time instead of playing. And I mean, nothing against speed running the same game over and over again. I understand the appeal for that. Yeah. But it's not for me. I like things like this where I can rush a slightly different experience every time that's the same core gameplay. Yes, the, the test of speed and, and going quick, but then there's unpredictability of the level design, which is, which is really fun. Yeah. yeah. The, only, the only thing I hate is at the end of an amazing run where you're like, you have speed plus 16, you can fly, you can double jump all this, and then you beat it and you start over. And your speed is nothing. And you have no double jump or anything. And you're just basically sauntering everywhere. <laughs> or you so play sad. Mega Mode like me. And then you have those upgrades as you, as you kind of build it up. <laughs> and you can customize as you want to. It's just, I feel like to me, that's the real way to play this game. <laughs> I, I really am going to have to try Mega Mode before this episode drops. So that way I can talk yeah. about it a little bit in Discord. I, I, you've got me thinking that maybe I'm missing out on a pretty good chunk of the the mechanics now it reminds me more of like a uh, rogue legacy right where 
Rogue Legacy, you could unlock the upgrades in that castle section, and that all and that kind of carried forward. That, that's what it reminds me of, Mega mm. Mode, where just like you build up those upgrades, and it's, it feels like even if I do die <laughs> against that boss for 10 times in a row, at least I have something to show for it. I have some upgrades. But uh, yeah, solid, solid game. Really fantastic. And like, even if you like, you're like me and you're not necessarily a fan of like Mega Man X, nothing against it. I just don't have any experience with it. But if you like platforming games, gotta play this game, right? If you like the shooting, yes. running guns, you gotta play this game, right? Like anybody's a fan of the 16-bit era running gun shooters and stuff like Contra or, you know, similar. This is, this is a must play. And again, 20 US, even in early access, like I don't like to say this because I've been burning early access before, but 20 bucks in early access, this game is incredibly polished for what it is and it's fantastic. And there's so much now compared to six months ago. Seriously, it's definitely worth it. There's so much content in there, and he's just adding more. I don't, I yeah. don't know how much Battery Staple intends to add, but I, I don't think they have a scheduled release just yet. I think he's, I think they're still just adding and adding and adding until they're happy. So, yeah, that's I'm pretty trying cool. To think of, for and 20XX had some updates post release as well. I'm trying to remember what it added. I think there's extra characters in 20XX now. Uh, if there are, I didn't see them when playing with the kiddo, but maybe I didn't yeah. get enough unlocked. I think I swear there is now. So like, it's one of those things where like, if 20XX got it, if 30XX even gets half of the attention, then that's amazing. I'm just checking my mind palace here real quick. Because <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> yeah, there's this secret is, characters. This is a game I really want to see succeed because yeah. it's the music is top notch. The sound design is top notch. The sprite work is absolutely excellent. The, I I really can't think of anything about this game that I'm like, oh, that sucks. You know, <laughs> except sometimes you have a bad run. Like, man, this level sucks. But <laughs> that's that's an RNG, right? That's not so yeah. much the design as it is, you know, bad luck. Well, even if there's a section where it's like they throw a hard platforming section at you early on, whatever that's, that's, that's the nature of roguelikes and it's fun to kind of figure that stuff out or do the best you can. But again, it's yeah. Every, anything I had negativity wise about 20 XX and there's very few of it. Um, this game wipes it away and does everything the way it, yeah. I'm glad it, it's just completely, uh, you just love to see it right. Where a sequel has taken all the niggles and complaints about the first game and just, completely does it better in the sequel like this game is amazing i have no idea what this guy's gonna do after this game but if it's anything like this it's, it's gonna be outstanding and it's definitely a studio to watch i don't want to get anybody's hopes up because i don't know if this is the plan but this would be a great game to drop on consoles after it's finished on pc like yeah if this hit switch this would be a switch top seller oh yeah hands down there's <laughs> there's no way around it people people want a Mega Man game again, and this is filling that hole as well as making it more interesting, in my opinion. It, I love me Mega Man X. Like I said, I've got them. Yeah. I've got them. I've got a little Mega Man X statue on my shelf. Damn it! But this scratches that itch so well, and then some. It's it's hard to stop gushing about this game. <laughs> well, the thing with Mega Man on Switch, right? Because I actually picked up the. The classic Mega Man collections on Switch. And I regret it because yeah. input latency, input lag is terrible mm. on the Switch, right? Whether you're playing on the Nintendo online thing for the games that are there or you're playing the Mega Man Legacy Collection, the lag sucks. It's just terrible. I have none of that. It's on not the PC even with Switch exclusive. It's it's a modern platform issue. There's yeah. latency la there's latency delay in uh input delay on uh the PS4 and the Xbox as well, I believe. And the PC. Like it's just it's universal. It wasn't okay. on the PS2 versions for some reason, but it's there now. I don't it's understand. Bizarre. Faster processors, more latency, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, well, that's the thing. But this game, which is the same style of those, and then the controls, dead on precise. So, like, whatever they're doing, mm -hmm. they're doing things 100% right. Like, if I want to play classic Mega Man today, I usually play in the Mister, because the Mister's more, it's low lag, basically. I can actually, mm -hmm. I can suck, but I can't play my, I can't play in the, the uh, input latency on the Mister. It's because it's just all skill. Uh, or if you're playing on like a emulator, like a retro arch or retro arc, whatever they want to call it, uh, run ahead mode gets rid of the input latency. So if you're playing Mega Man, I played on that way. 
But to play the Mega Man Collection on Switch or I guess on console in general, it just it just feels off like terrible. Whereas yeah. like something like this does it way better. So I'm, I'm really glad they don't have that issue. I just one thing I don't understand about those is how do you put a game that was on NES and Super Nintendo on the PS4 and there's tons of input latency when they would port it. Mega Man X3 got ported to the Saturn and the PlayStation in Japan. And that got a massive overhaul in music to boot. So they right. silenced the standard tracks and put in more orchestral mu versions of the tracks. And there was no input lag. The game still played exactly the same. It just had cooler styled music. The, the Saturn should not be outperforming a PS4 and a Switch. I love my Saturn, but it shouldn't be outperforming those. Well, it just comes down to like how they, they, they coded those systems for analog TVs, right? The problem with modern TVs, uh, like they all have the additional processing now. I, I always joke, whenever you visit family, the first thing I want to do is you look at the TV and you see that god-awful motion smoothing, right? Where it looks like a high frame rate, and I can't even look at it. It makes me seasick. But the first thing I want to do <laughs> is just give me a remote. I'm turning this off, right? I want to turn off all the post-processing on modern TVs. I, I think it all looks like trash. But for games, classic <laughs> gaming, it actually causes input latency or lag in, in classic gaming that's a big problem right and the hdmi also has yeah, latency why, built in that's part of the reason tvs have game mode is to yes. kill that latency right and it still doesn't do it entirely sometimes but at least it does it makes it to where you know it's a couple of milliseconds it's negligible yeah. and like the other part of it is is all controllers these days are wireless wireless also has lag built into it so like if you want to play classic gaming today and we're on a tangent but that's okay if you want to play classic gaming today, you really want wired controller. You really want analog TV or something that can lower the, the latency, like Redhead Mode and RetroArch. There's there's just, there's different things you can do to reduce it. But modern games that are coded for modern TVs, they find ways to reduce input latency that you don't have in, in retro. So it's it's interesting. But uh, like I mean, I was playing this game with my arcade stick, one of my arcade sticks, and it feels amazing. It feels great. One last note um, before we wrap this up, because I, th I think we've gushed for, gosh, almost an hour now. An hour, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we usually do for these indie games, man. It's me and you do the same thing. Yeah, every time. right. <laughs> but I've, I've been playing with my SN30 Pro Plus, which is yep. essentially designed as a Switch controller. One of the cool features about this game is in the settings, you can actually tell it, you know, I'm playing with a Switch controller. I'm playing with an Xbox controller. I'm playing with a PS4 controller. And out of the box, it assumes Xbox, but right. you can switch it to the other ones so that all the inputs that it tells you represent the controller that you have. I can't tell you how frustrating it is that most often games just assume my controller is an Xbox controller and yeah. you can't tell it to show you other prompts. So I'm, I have to remember that X is Y. Yep. <laughs> Stuff like that. It's like, come on, these are not the controls I'm playing with. Let me switch it up. It drives me nuts. Yeah, you know, 100%. When I play with my wife and my kids, that's the common thing, right? Because I, I also have a, I have an SN30, the older one, and it's one of my favorite controllers, but I also have an Xbox One controller all on the PCs. And we, if we're playing multiplayer, it's always like, okay, you're using the SN30. B is A, X is Y. It's all backwards. Just ignore what says on the screen. Just it's backwards. And try and tell my seven-year-old yeah. that. It's just like frustrating for her. Same, same yeah. with my kid. It, when we were playing 20XX, trying to convey to him this is this button. Remember that because yeah. you're not using that controller. And he's like, what button do I push? What button do I push? And it's like, this is something that doesn't need to be happening in yeah. 2021. And these guys have nailed it. Like on PC, people are using all sorts of controllers. Yeah. The three standards should all be support supported visually, at least, you know? It's just a texture pack. Like it's icons, right? It it's is. not that hard to add <laughs> customizable button prompts for these type of games. It's, it's wild. Right, so well. it's, highly recommend this. If yeah. you like Mega Man, if you like randomizers, play this. Support yeah. this developer. Make this game live longer. Get more content and succeed. I know a lot of times it's easy to look at an indie game and be like, oh, that's, that's going to be a fun one. I, I did that with a wizard's lizard because I liked Isaac. And that game yeah. was absolute garbage. It got really boring really quick. This is not. Yeah. It's just a lot of fun, especially if you have somebody to play with or if you just want to play by yourself. Both both modes are great. Um, if you have someone to play with, 
at least have them be a platformer player to some extent. <laughs> um, my kid is not a huge platformer player. He would get frustrated a lot playing 20XX. As much fun as we had with it, he would yeah. get frustrated. Playing with my buddy, he couldn't finish... Uh, what's the... The Messenger. He couldn't finish the Messenger's DLC. He, he played through the main game and had a lot of trouble with certain segments. And then with the DLC, he couldn't hack it. Right. And I played through the entire thing. I just devoured it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a platformer guy, and this is right up my alley. This is a game that, like I said earlier, we got to get GP on this. Yeah. I don't understand how he hasn't <laughs> Even, played this, honestly. I don't think he realizes what it is. And I, I know he doesn't do a ton of PC gaming, but I think this is a game that he would have a lot of fun playing. I think he should stream this. Well, like he's Just, such a huge Mega Max fan, right? So like huge. Exactly. Yeah. This this throws a wrench in your base knowledge of the game and instead gives you like you don't get to know what the level is. It's exciting. It's fun. You just get to take it as it comes and overcome all the challenges that you've thrown at you. And yeah, like that's the best part. Total seat of your pants. Just literally at the skills of you using the, the platforming skills to get through these levels and not knowing what comes up next. And and like I said, it's I'm leery of your early access games. I've had some sour notes with early access the last year or so, but uh, this is one where I can't can't recommend it highly enough. Like especially for the twenty bucks, like it's it's a no brainer, honestly. Absolutely. All right, I think that's good. Yeah. Well, thank everybody for listening to us gush about another indie game. Jake and I do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> Somebody's got to talk about these games, right? That's all, that was the thing. GP, I think this stuff never hits his radar. So it's good that we kind of focus on the, the retro-inspired yeah. indie games once in a while. All right, well. Yeah, let's, let's call it here. Where can they find you? Uh, yeah, I'm Sick Jake. You can find me on Twitch sometimes and on Twitter, S-I-C-J-A-K-E. And you can find me on Twitch and Twitter as well. W-A-R-E-W-U-L-F-F. Search it on Google. Tell it you meant it. You'll find me. Why? Wow, I almost messed that up for once. <laughs> it's been a long day, man. I've got a, I've got a little distraction here. That's true. All right. Um, yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. And, uh... Well, Mega Man. Special thanks to The Last Ancient on Bandcamp for our podcast theme. Listen to more episodes on our website, pressbetacancel.com. As well as feel free to like or subscribe at Apple and Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or anywhere else you like to listen to your favorite shows. Thank you to our supporters on Patreon.com slash cancel. Your money helps keep this ball rolling. As always, thank you to all our listeners. This is Ben. Cancel.